1: Hello and welcome to the Voices of Vic podcast with me Ben Ayton. Uh We're back um, three days after our last podcast and we're back to give a preview for our first game in the Skybet Championship for the 23-24 season against QPR on Saturday at Vicarage Road um, and with me do a quick preview on a QPR game is Mike Duffy and Cameron Smart. Mike, how are you doing? You just came back from a lovely weekend away with the misses down Bournemouth. Um, You've um, only got back a couple of hours ago. Um, I think you had a spa day, was it? I can see the, the skin's glowing, mate, so it must have worked its treat. <laughs> yeah, no, uh,
0: yeah, it's been good, mate. Just nice to get away. Like it, it was a bit weird, really, because obviously it's in... It in midweek if you like. Um and when you go to a place like that, it's mainly the weekend when it's buzzing. Obviously the weather's not been great, but still had a good time. Um we went for your stag last year and I must say it's um it has gone downhill a little bit. I mean I, I still love it but not as good as it was. And yet um went on a spy day today. I'm absolutely knackered. I think it's relaxed me too much. Um <laughs> but a Day so close to the start of the season when I'm going to be the most stressed out. I think it's uh, there was a little bit of planning behind that. So,
1: yeah, all good other than that. Hope you're all good as well, mate. Yeah, all good, thank you. And I'm surprised by you saying it's gone downhill a little bit, because earlier in the WhatsApp group with us mates, you were trying to organise everyone to get down there again. So, I'm surprised yeah. you're saying it's gone downhill.
0: Yeah, but it's like Blackpool. Everyone knows Blackpool's a shithole, but you still are going there. So, you know, that that's why.
1: To be fair, you've not had the weather down there and that does add to it, so yeah. Um, but yeah, we're also joined by Cam. Cam, how are you doing, mate? I'm good. I think I could do with a spa day after after Saturday because that could get tough.
2: <laughs>
1: I think we all could do it with a um, little um, weekend away at Chapneys or something. Um, <laughs> This weekend after QPR, especially after them losing 5-0 in a weekend away to Oxford United in a pre-season friendly. And like we said the other day, Cameron, it's probably got QPR written 1-0 all over it, hasn't it? Absolutely. (laughs) Well, we'll we'll, we'll dive in. So, yeah, this episode is uh, purely a um, QPR preview. Um, We've got an opposition fan joining us around 8 o'clock, Paul Finney um, from the Loft four words um podcast and um, so he'll be joining we've got lots of questions for him if you've got any questions as well hit it in the comment section below and we will get to them and ask them for you um but before we talk about qpr is some news um came out of watford today and we've got to kind of address it it's um i think one of our um listeners on Sunday, Cam, when we were recording, he said we needed a right-back and we was like, nah, that's that position sorted, we don't need to worry about that. Um, we've got Ferreira, Ngakia, Andrews, then like, earlier on in the day, Watford have actually announced that Joel Ferreira has left Watford and he's joined our sister club, Indonesia, um on a season-long loan So. Um, Ferrera joined Watford back in January uh, for a fee around £2 million. Um, he's only featured five games for Watford in the Skybet Championship, and he actually scored in the 1-1 draw at home to Rotherham United. Um, it does leave us a little bit short in that department. Um, the only recognised right-backs now are 19-year-old Ryan Andrews and 22-year-old Jeremy Ngakia. Um, Mike, firstly, what's your thoughts on um, Joe Ferreira leaving? Was, was he going to be your first choice right-back this season?
0: Yeah, I, I think it would have been between him and Andrews, definitely. Um, so I'm very surprised to see the the news tonight that he's gone. Um, whether that means Andrews has now been pushed to first choice, I'd be more than happy if that is the case. But a little part of me does say that it's probably going to be Jeremy and Gakia, which I'm not too pleased about. I mean, um, last couple of times we've seen him sort of play, he's not looked great. And you know if you were going to tell me that we were going to get rid of a fullback, I would probably have said that Jeremy and Gakia was the one to go, not Joao Ferreira. So it's um it's definitely a decision that's taken me by surprise. But I think we mentioned it a couple of well a couple of podcasts ago that Ferreira, yes, he might be good going forward, but defensively he's not quite there, which is not what you want from a fullback. So um whether it's sort of Ishmael seen that and thought right we're not really going to use him because I think there was an article tonight from Adam Levinsohl to say that Ishmael only wanted um, two fullbacks uh, on each side, so you know someone had to give. But like I say, I'm surprised it wasn't in Gakia.
1: Yeah, and um, as we just said at the start, it was Scott Michael who said we needed a ride right back, and it just popped up now saying, I said we needed one. Um, yeah, you were spot on. Maybe Are, are you in the know, Scott? Let us know. If you, you know of any um, transfer dealings that haven't been announced yet, just drop into our DMs and we'll, um, we'll give you some money and we, we are exclusive. Um, so yeah, fair play to that. Jess has popped up saying, surely Ngekia should have gone and not Ferreira. Uh, I'll come to you on that Um because I think you feel Ngakia's been hard done by by some of the critics at Watford. Um, do you want to kind of explain your thoughts on that?
2: Yeah, I think every year yeah, we go on a cycle with Ngakia. He, um, he starts pre-season, he doesn't look too good, then he gets injured for the start of the season, and then he comes back and he plays, and he does a, a decent job, I think. Uh, I think you know the hate's been blown way out of proportion for him he he's an alright player capable of a lot more than we've seen and i do think he needs a fresh start if he wants to realize his potential
1: but i think he's way overhated yeah, and I, I think he's only got one year left on his contract as well. Obviously, we got picked him up on a free transfer from West Ham United as well. And West Ham fans were surprised that he was actually leaving West Ham because he actually did so well. But he was he was after that first um, team football and Watford gave him that opportunity. But, Mike, it, it's never really happened for Ngaki, has it? It's been a stop-start Watford career. Uh, and, and that's probably down to his injuries that he's picked up, hasn't it?
0: Yeah, and I think what didn't help as well is the fact that he was up against Kiko, in his uh, in his first sort of season at Watford, and we all know I know I've just said about Frayra being better going forward and defensively. You could probably pop Kiko for many are in that box as well, but you know when when you're up against someone like that, it's going to be hard to sort of get them out of the team and, and take their place because Kiko and Sa linked up so so well, um, but you know I, I think cam's right i think you know i've just said that I, I i thought he was probably the one to go but he started his watford career very well you know we i remember us me and you ben talking on the podcast saying you know how well he started and you know um that he was top of all the, the stats in terms of defending uh, interceptions etc cetera, etc cetera. so yeah it's He's been inconsistent, and a lot of that will come down to the injuries. I mean, I'm still having nightmares about that performance away at Blackburn. Um, I think it was was it last season? I think where yeah. uh, where Blackburn absolutely teared us a new one, and and Gakia's probably still having nightmares as well because Ben brereton and Diaz um, had the game of his life against him, and he, he was awful, but. I suppose, what what can you expect when you're not able to sort of get a good run of games in you because of injuries? But uh, to to give him his due, um, he played very well against Birmingham City last season at home and should have scored an absolute wonder goal as well. Um, So I think Cam's right. You know, there is a player in there. It's just unlocking it. Um, And whether you can do that if he can stay fit is another question, I suppose.
1: Definitely, yeah. and and Cam, do you do you think with the departure of Jalfreira now it, it leaves us short in that area? Obviously, we're going into the season with I'd say in experience only because Ngaki has not played a massive amount of games, and then Ryan Andrews, he's his only played professional football for six seven games. Um, do you reckon it leaves us short in that department? If you were in Watford, would you bring in a, another right back?
2: We are a bit short there, but it sounds like uh, Valerian Ishmael, you know, has that sort of, he, he's got a plan for that. He wants there to be only two places. And yeah, I i don't think it's worth being overstocked there. That could cause a few issues. At the same time, though, with Ngakia's injury record, and we don't know if Andrews is actually that player yet, we we could be a bit short there, yeah. We could maybe
1: do with a right back. But I wouldn't be mad if we just left it how it is. Just quickly as well, because I know our guests will be joining us soon. I just want a quick answer from you both. Who's going to be starting that first game of the season? For me, I would love Andrews, but for some reason, I see Ngakia starting. Mike?
0: Yeah, I, I have to agree. I, I think from a. I know we've just sat here and said that he's not really got a run of games in him, but from an experience point of view, I think he'd probably look at starting Ngakia. But. I suppose, to play devil's advocate as well, you know, Andrews did have a, the, the run of the end of last season. So, um, it, it is, you know, they are both put forward good cases. But I think on this part, I think we will see um, Jeremy and Gakia start on Saturday.
1: Ham?
2: I think we'll see Andrews. I think he'll, uh, he'll carry that momentum from last season. And he's done well in pre-season too. I think he'll start against
1: QPR. I hope so anyway um joe thomas uh, fourth member of the voice of the vic says andrews is going to start on saturday i think so that's i'd say that's two two um maybe we'll we'll ask a position guide see to, to maybe have a final say on this and see who uh, is going to start for watford on saturday in that right that position actually no we've got another entry in here scott michael says andrews has to start um but they need to put the right players around him and Yeah, I agree. I think he would need help on that right-hand side defensively as well Um, because, yeah, he looks better going forward, but it's not too bad defensively. Um, But, yeah, um, just quickly as well, before we move on to the next topic, um, just wanted to mention that um, Andrew French mentioned earlier on this evening that our expected signee in um, the Georgian called Georgie, I'm just going to call him Georgie. I butchered it in the... Warm up with the boys. Um, it's just Georgie. Um, there's just delays in his paperwork, so it, it, he all should be um joining Watford very shortly. They've just sorting out paperwork, so I'm managing visas and work permits and bits and pieces. So there's nothing to worry about that. Obviously, we'd like want him to be signed and sealed in time for QPR, but we'll, we'll have to wait and see on that. And then, obviously, it was also the junior Hornets fun day today and Watford's new third kit for the 23-24 season was also released. Um, Mike, you seen it? You're a fan of it?
0: Yeah, it's. Uh, it reminds me very much of the training kit we had in the promotion season. That was like mint blue. Uh, and this is the only kit that Beck has looked at and said, oh, I really like that. You, you can get me that. So happy days. But yeah, really smart. I'd imagine we might have to wear this one a bit more often because... We're going to come up against teams with white, but then also you, you just think whenever we play teams in white, like Preston, we always wear our home kit. So, I yeah, hopefully we use it a, a fair amount. I, I, I think it's really smart. I'd really
1: like it. Yeah, I'm not too sure what to make of it. If I'm honest, I'm not blown away by the Kelmate kits this year. I don't mind the home kit, but the away and the third kit. I don't think I'll be rushing out to get them. and I, I, I do think the sponsor does kill it. And I know you can buy it without the sponsor, which is a great suggestion for what for this year. But it's kind of like a sponsor on this shirt, so I'm just not too sure what I'm going to do with it. Cam, are you a fan of this um, third kit?
2: Uh, I'm not really feeling anything about it, to be honest. It's just sort of there. I think, like you said, it, it's our weakest set of kits under Kelmer, I think. I like it better than the hard. away...
0: I think the promotion uh, season's probably the, the weakest set. No, uh, that black kit. The, the, the black kit was the best one. The white one, I know everyone likes plain and simple, but a bit too plain and simple for me. Uh, I, I think these. I think they've pulled it out of the bag. I really like the home kit. Uh, the away kit, mm, and then this
1: kit is, uh, is spot on for me. I think it looks more like a training top. Hmm. Yeah. I was thinking but, the yeah, goalkeeper this, top. Yeah, or goalkeeper. And um, there's um, people that do like it, though. Um, Scott Michael says, I'll take the third kit over the away kit. Um, Mike Anthony Parsons says, love the kit, but can only see us wearing it, at, like, three times. Um, Jess says, bring back Adidas or Puma, please. No. Uh, no, no just in your head, not cute. a fan of...
0: It's the same template. The, the, the season under Adidas, the season we went down, we had a blue away kit. It Was a Cardiff City kit as well, it just changed yeah. the batch. They're templated, so yeah. that's what I like about Cal Kel- Calma. You, you don't get many of Definitely. them that and they're quite unique. Um,
2: uh, designs that year under yeah. Havi, there were eight teams in the Prem with the same goalkeeper kit as us. Yeah, face so yeah. closed.
1: brilliant. Matt. So, we've tough. Talked- tick that one off as well and we're going to bring in our opposition fan now and paul finney's been waiting very patiently in our waiter room uh hope you've been helping yourself to the digestive biscuits and the hot chocolate uh so we'll invite you in (laughs) now, paul welcome to the voice of the vic how are you doing mate all right
3: i've had worse weeks can't remember when though but i'm all right nice to thank you for asking me on um and um yeah here to cheer you all up sadly yeah (laughs)
1: <laughs> Brilliant, thank you for um, joining us firstly. Um, Paul, it's great to have you on board. And, um, yeah, we, we've got plenty of QPR related questions for you. Um, this evening, uh, I'll kick it off. It's pretty straightforward. This one, uh, so has there been much movement in, in and out at Loftus Road in this transfer window?
3: Probably not as much as it should be. Um, we lost Dickie, which is massive. Um, Senny went to Borough, which is. A blow as well, but we got um yeah, we got a couple of people in, um go back Kit signing Day. Um we got Benavit who played for Chelsea, we got him in, so we won't hold out against him. Um and yeah, we're kind of struggling a wee bit for silence It's um we got so, a French lad in from Fulham whose name I can't even try and pronounce. So yeah, it's it's been a strange one really. Um I think we just gotta face reality. We haven't got any money. Um, whatever assets we have got, we're probably selling them for a fifth of what they're worth just so as we can bring some new players in, which is a bit sad. But there you go. That's where we find ourselves.
0: You you, you mentioned there, obviously, you, you probably could do with more players coming in. In terms of the, the manager now, obviously, he's been um, sort of split opinion, I think, really, is probably the best way to put it. What's the feeling amongst the fans with Gareth Hinesworth? Because... I know you you had um, Oxford the other day in pre season and lost five 0 and I yeah, think was there were a, a few articles sort of demanding him to resign on the spot, sort of thing. And his record's not mm. great. I think Thirteen games he's managed, he's won three. Of course, one of those is against us because with a with a with a club that give you know gives things when we shouldn't do, he's drawn two and he's lost eight, and he has a record of zero point eight five points per game. Mm-hmm. Um, so, what? What's your thoughts on Ainsworth? Obviously, a, a bit of a, a legend when it comes to playing, but management-wise, it doesn't look like it's his game, really.
3: Well, you don't know. Listen, he's he's unheard. It' an absolute. Um, it's hard to say what it is. It's, it's just we probably would have gone down. Whoever was a uh, had it not been for Reading deciding to throw themselves into the the bird pit and getting relegated. Really um, so it's 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 a tricky one after Beale left and Chrissie came in and we only signed Chris Martin and you know, he came in, the, f- the players were on the knees, we were losing gave left right in the centre. We we're getting battered every week. It was hard for him and it, it's not really fair on him to judge. I mean, you're asking what the fans opinion is. I've never known a QPR manager to be so unpopular so quickly. And um, mm. we're, we're like you, we went through a stage in Briatore was not substituting players, but substituting managers at halftime. <laughs> and, um you know, it, it's 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 kind of we've we've been through that roller coaster, but I feel for Gareth because it, you know, there's we've got players making their debuts at 24, which is mm. ridiculous from the youth team. Like, what were they doing? Were they hiding in the building behind the door and they suddenly popped out when we're so? You know, you're down to the bare bones, but these kids shouldn't be at QPR or any club. When you should be making a debut at 24, so we've mm. had eight years in an academy that's been told it's all sing and all dance, and which. It hasn't really been the case, and it's the, 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 you know, the chickens have come home to roost. And, and sadly, for Gaff, he's got to try and put a squad together with absolutely no money. I mean, Dickie sold for less than what we paid for him is an absolute disgrace in anyone's book because Cubs like us who aren't flush with money have to go through a system of you bring your players in, you sell them, you get your right loans, you get your right transfers right, and you make money because that's the only way around FFP we haven't got the gates, we haven't got the revenue, we haven't got the sponsors to, to, and we haven't got the parachute money so we can't do it any other way and, and you know, we've got the, in FFP because we absolutely messed it up so we got ourselves to blame so he's inherited a legacy. Sorry for the long-winded uh, answer to the question but basically he's inherited a, a terrible show that's not his running and mm. he will probably get sacked and someone else will inherit another player. He's a, he's inherited three manager's squads mm. and what can you do with it, you know, he he signed Jack today, and hopefully he'll do a job midfield. He, you know he's got a good reputation, and he'll come in and he'll he'll, he'll shake things up. But we know we're desperate for centre halves, um, with and someone to uh, partner Dikes. Um, so yeah, it's 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 a bit depressing to be fair. Um, obviously a clever move um, on the goalkeeper front, you know, because is a top class goalkeeper, then you replace him with a, a, a Premiership winner. And if he did win at the wrong club, so yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. But sadly, it might be interesting for the wrong reasons, you know.
0: Yeah. And uh, do you, do you personally, do you think he's the right man to carry you forward, or do you think that the sooner he's gone, the, the better? <laughs> no,
3: nah, it's, it's it's tricky because you can't keep. Listen, I'm talking to Watford fans here. I've got to behave <laughs> myself. Um, you keep second managers, you're going to run into walls. It's as mm. simple as that. You cannot keep sacking and throwing someone else into the job and thinking they're going to be better than the last person you sacked. We've got to, at some point, show faith with somebody. If they were going to sack him, they probably should have done it um, pre-season. Um, you Because, know, as you know, you give someone a pre-season to bring in players, they start the season, four games, bang, and someone else goes, well, I wouldn't have signed him, I wouldn't have signed him, and I don't want him. So then you have to then hit the loan market and then you do this and the players that you brought in get their arse because they've been kicked out and they've been replaced by loans. So it just creates a terrible score. So if they were going to make that decision, they should have made it before um, after the Bristol city game. I mean, listen, the fact of the matter is we should be playing you at home. We can't even do that properly. You know, it's, they, they were supposed to lay a pitch, they decided to let games play on it for three weeks after the season and now we're, we're, we can't host a, a home game and we're going to play, was it four or five games away from home with a very low morale squad and a, a, a transfer activity, which will probably by Saturday comes, we, we might um, have more players in, but they're not going to be matched for and they have, they've gone through pre-season without knowing the, 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 the other players. So yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be one of two things. You know that, You've been there. Listen, you went down to the third tier. We've been to the third tier. You've been skinned. We have been I had the pleasure once of looking for you one of your ex-chairmen, a guy called Lawrence Bassini. What a lovely fella he is. Yeah, the less Not... said
0: about him the better, I think. I think he showed his true colours when he
3: tried to take over Birmingham City, but yeah, he was an interesting fella. Absolute, absolute loon. Anyway, I don't mind. You can sue me if he wants you wants. he hasn't got any money. Um and um, you know, it's one of them things where you kind of you know, when you're right at the bottom, and only, the only way to respond is to go up, is to rebuild, is to reset. It's all these words everyone uses. But sometimes, if you throw too many kids and too many inexperienced players at it and expect them to do a job of a championship pro, you're going to crash and burn. And it you it, it go to, whereas he'll either have to rebuild the squad slowly but surely throughout the, um, the transfer windows and get it right. But this this, this championship this season, guys, it's insane. I've, you could pick four clubs that are gonna feel dismally and do terrible, and you can pick sixteen clubs that might do well. Do you know what I mean? It's it's I've never known a season like it where you can say, Well they're decent. You look at Birmingham, they've had a complete reset, a complete rebuild from being in the hands of Bassini, which would have seen them crushed, to actually being promotion candidates. So and the Stoke, if you look at their recruitment, I mean, I think recruitment wise, I look at other teams, and I'm slightly panicking to what we're bringing into what everybody else is bringing in. I mean, I looked at your squad before we came on, and my God, you've got a lot of players.
0: <laughs> yeah, we've we've unloaded a fair few, but still, still sort of, yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's a bit scary. You got some people that score goals as well, which worries me. Um, so yeah, listen, who knows? It, it, it could be a, a brilliant season. It could be a scene where we win more than enough to stay up. And then it could, be the other, it, could it could just be an absolute nightmare. But the sad thing is, I don't think the farm base can take it. I mean, it's like last season. If you'd have said to me, we went to you guys last season, what was going to be outcome, I would have said a battering without a shadow of a doubt. Didn't happen that way. we had both had the pleasure of having the worst referee ever. <laughs> the, Mr. Luton Town himself, referee in the game, Strode. And let's face it, you never know what you're going to get with him. He's an absolute disgrace. Um, but luckily, we came out on top that day, and we came out on top at Loftus Road as well. I think we might—you might have been the only team we did the double over.
2: Yeah,
3: brilliant. Yeah. Thanks
2: for reminding. you're welcome.
3: <laughs> Look, listen, when you grasp it at straws, people, you grasp it at straws. <laughs> um, I don't know, mate. It's—it's it's gonna this is gonna be a hard game. It's gonna be a hard season, and with Ainsworth, I think he's just walked into a job that he had no idea was going to be this difficult, and the realization is probably. Because he is an experience, but he's done ten years at Wigan. Now, whatever league you're in, if you manage for ten years, you've got experience. Um, I just hope everyone gets behind them for the first few games. We give it our best, and we just try and help these kids along and these players along because they're going to need our help big time. But yeah, who knows? Who knows? I'm quite, I'm sounding quite depressed, lads. I'm sorry. I should be coming on here and saying we're going to bury you. It's going to be brilliant. It's going to be marvellous. The way end's going to be buzzing. We're going to absolutely play you off the park. But after Saturday, I'm just like, wow, that's pre-season or not? I've never heard booze at a preseason match before. That was a first. <laughs> right.
2: From the outside looking in, you've got Chris Willock and you've got Ilias Chair. You're there, mm-hmm. sort of. Everyone sees them as your better players. Are they performing to their standard
3: under <laughs> Gareth Ainsworth? Are, are they going to be a threat on Saturday? I think the trouble is with, with Ilias, he went to the African nations and came back slightly different um it took a while to resettle um Willock had a terrible injury and by the time he got himself gone he was under his third manager um and probably felt a little bit lost and a little bit unloved uh maybe hopefully during the preseason, Gareth has got him back to what he is because they're two match winners they really are but sometimes they have to do everything themselves um and with Chrissy, he's not good like that. He's not the sort of pep. So, so maybe that's why we brought Jack in, who can get, I'm um, at him and get him going and get him motivated. And and you know we've got Sammy Field as well. who's a great little player um, for doing that sort of thing. So it's a case of more encouraging people like Ilias and Chris not to lose their head, not to lose the the faith, and to keep believing themselves and to keep trying and just keep plugging away. Because I think that's what it's going to be. But yeah, they're, they're quality players. I'm surprised we've kept both of them, to be honest you, because we seem to be selling everyone underpriced. And I'm surprised we didn't let them go for 50 quid in a Mars bar.
1: <laughs> yeah, I think it was a few weeks back now. Waffle were actually linked with um, Chris Willock at one point, and I think it mm. was all... A little bit excited by that. I think we inquired and we asked about how much he would actually cost, and it kind of just ended there. Um, yeah, okay. both quality players, both luxury players. They always turn it on for Sky as well, it seems like. They always save their better performances for Sky. Um, but we know how good those two players are. What other areas of the team should Watford be wary of this Saturday?
3: Well. We come on the pitch very well and we look we look good. Um, we line up very well for the shaking of the hands. Um, and after that, it normally goes to absolute car crash. Um, <laughs> I don't know what to say. I mean, Dykes is a handful. If and, and and Chris are in form and we get Albert to come off the bench and do something, it's really going to be a case of, listen, lads, you've got nothing to lose. Just go out there and just give it your best shot. Just do the best you can. And come off the pitch crawling with your soul left on there, and people will get behind you. But yeah, I mean, we've got the center halves as it stands. We've got two kids that played against Oxford. Jimmy Dunn, injured his shoulder, he'll be out for a few weeks. Um, Clark Salter, I don't know if I'll ever see him. He sort of comes and goes, it's a bit like Santa, you're probably getting used to him once a year, and that's it. Um, so yeah, it's 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 depressing. Um, uh, Paz, decent at left back. He's, I guess, you know, Sammy Field, I means Sammy Field will, will battle all day. I think with him and Jake coming in together, they're going to um, win things. Maybe with Zill dropping back a little bit as well. It's, yeah, we're actually, sort of. No, we're like friggin' Brazil. If you see the 73 Brazilian team, they get nothing on us. We're marvellous. We've got Zico. We've got everyone It's going to be, a, oh, you're going to get battered. Stay <laughs> in the tunnel. Don't come on the pitch. <laughs>
0: You uh, you mentioned there about Jimmy Dunn obviously did his shoulder against um, against Oxford. Mm. Is there any other big injury concerns for for QPR or do you have a relatively fit squad?
3: Well, I mean, we've got Jimmy Dunn out. We've got um, Clark Salter out, but he's never really fit. Bless him. He's one of them players that probably will get himself fit and follow with the soap and bang his head off the show mm. and be out for a month. Um, I think that's the main t- thinking. Yeah, I think that's the main mean, too. We we had a terrible season last season with injuries where it was just player after player. But we've got brands. But, hey, listen, here's the positive. We've probably got the best training ground in, we've had in 30 years. It's it's marvellous. It's almost like the one you've got in London Colney. Um, and it's up there and it's fantastic. And, yeah, that's great. So, hopefully, that will inspire them to think that they're like Beckham and Rooney and stuff like that. And they'll come out playing brilliantly. They'll get so well-trained. <laughs> But, um, yeah, we haven't really got any injury. We haven't really got any players to get injured. So, yes, that, that's probably why. They've all all the loans went off to Birmingham.
2: You're going to have a field day answering the next one then. What area? Sound
3: can... field. That'd be a great link. <laughs> <No. laughs> what, what area
2: can we exploit?
3: I refuse to answer that. To the grounds that I may actually never be welcomed back <laughs> at Park <the> Rangers <laughs> ever again and banned for life and treat it like a Luton fan. Um, we don't like them either, by the way. We hate them as much as you do, just between us. Yeah. Thick the death, they got the premiership. It's annoyed the hell out of me. Anyway, um, um, nowhere uh, solid. Absolutely. Defence like a wall. Midfield like a bull running through. But a uh, forward line is just like, I don't know, like the fastest sprinters on earth. And the wingers can cross a ball from the halfway line to... There's anti edna in the stand normally. No. Um instant pinpoint into the box. We're fantastic if it were. No weaknesses at all. If I was you, lot, I'd just keep playing amongst yourselves and you know, do the odd bad back pass and just, just let us know we're in the game. Absolutely. Uh, we're outstanding everywhere. I, worry I don't about know whether the, um, the
1: next question's gonna get um as, you, as... Do, you do sound a little bit like All us Watford fans, I'm not (laughs) going (laughs) to lie. Jess even says it here. You seem very um, enthusiastic about QPR as much as she does for Watford. (laughs) <laughs> um, they may have it slightly worse, so I hope they can expect a Watford win. Me and um, Cameron was actually chatting earlier before we came on live. Um, we, we knew what the Oxford United game was that weekend, the 5-0 defeat, and we uh, we won 3-0 against a Peterborough United eleventh side. And we just said, you just know what's going to happen. It's just going to be a QPR 1-0 win at the weekend because it's I'll all going that. to be expected on the home win, um, especially off the back of a 5-0 defeat as well. you you never know what you're going to get with QPR sometimes and I think Watford fans Mm. kind of expected to beat you probably both times last season if I'm honest, especially at home and then we we got Chris Wilder in and we thought new manager Bounce will pick up three points there and and you did us both
3: um, on both occasions The the trouble is, it's kind of like well, Watford you've got the players, you've got the money you've got the infrastructure what you haven't got is the patience Mm. and that's the same as what we went through. It's just like knee jerk after knee jerk. And players get bored with it. They get fed up with it. They don't they don't try try they think, well, if we don't try for him, he'll get sacked anyway. So what's the difference? Mm-hmm. So next one comes in. So I, I I know what you guys are and we've been there ourselves and it's you know, like we had the joke of like we had the more um expensive wage bill than Dortmund. We still got really good at your joke <laughs> is, oh well you'll sub the manager at half time or Will, which one will turn up for the press conference? You know, and it's not good to have that. It just means your club's not built to stability. And without stability at any level, no matter how good the players are, you're going to crumble. So, I'll take a one-nil. I'll take a draw. I'll take a waterlogged pitch. To be fair, I'll take anything. You know, <laughs> it's it's um yeah, it's it's going to be. Inter- I think Watford and us. it's going to be like I said last season. We weren't expecting to win that at all. It was a, such a topsy-turvy game as well. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'll take I'll take a similar result. I'll take anything. Just just don't get hammered. You know I what I mean? Think. And that's the, the message the manager seems to be giving out is like we're, we're gonna try everything. We just don't want to be disgraced game after game after game. And I guess that's maybe that's psychologically he's trying to say, like, I think the bet claims are better the team's better than what I think. I wouldn't prove me wrong, or he's absolutely cacking it. Who knows?
0: He's <laughs> his, uh, his comments after the Oxford game. I'm like, just don't yeah. say, just just lie, just say. We're looking forward to the season. Don't say we're up against it like five days before the season starts. But mm. I think I know what the answer is going to be to this next question. Hopes for the season. Is it literally just keep just stay up? We'll take 21st place, up <laughs> on goal difference now, or is it a little bit more than that?
3: I think, to be fair, we've had such a... well, interesting few years. I mean, with Warburton... Who we did reasonably well with, and we sacked him because he wasn't playing enough youth team players. And we replaced him, put in the said youth team players. They weren't good enough, so we paid them off. Um, and the fan base is a bit deflated because, like, it's just if all we're hoping for year after year is three worst teams then eventually you become one of them three worst teams. You, you, you can't keep relying on others to stay up. It's a, it's a nonsense to have that kind of. You know, who knows? Who would have thought that them lot down the road would have gone up to the Premier League? You know, it's but they're well-run, they scout well. It's all about, it's not sometimes about your money, it's about your unity, it's about fighting for each other, it's about just taking your chances, just believing in yourself, having that something about you, that bit of bit of grit, because this league's grit. It's not, you can be as skillful as you want, you're going to get your legs taken. We saw that with Adele. You know, you can be, Adele had one season that probably no one in the championship's going to have for a long time, um, and I guess we're kind of spoiled from that. If it is another relegation dogfight, it will kill the fan base. We don't need it. We don't want it. It's it's going to be depressing as it is. Um, so I would like to aim for a wee bit higher on the table, a wee bit of a cup run. Because a cup run's shocking. I mean, Christ alive, if you could boil an egg quick, then we we last in the cup. I think only Plymouth have got a worse record than us. So we want to... And by the way, Troy Dealer was wrong. Playing you guys is not a cup final. On end to end, because we lose them as well. So, you know, don't I don't know why Diddy really said that. As a strange quote, is our cup final? No, it's not. It's a strange thing, anyway. Good luck, Troy. Um, so yes, it's 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 a kind of a weird one. I think I'd, I'd take mid table and be delighted if we got the mid table. Another relegation dogfight, as long as we survive, and then you're gonna have to rebuild again. We'll be. Probably under our second manager by the end of the season. Who knows? But yeah, I don't want to dogfight. I want to just stay up and stay up calmly without the panic. And that way you keep your nails as well. <laughs> by the way, why did Troy Dilly say that? <laughs> Does Watford really think that we, no, with no animosity at all, it's that big of a game for us? Because I thought okay. that was a strange thing to say. Well, I was, I was going, going to ask you this,
0: because...
1: He's
0: yeah, said a lot
1: of things fans, recently, not Which we yeah, quite... Tordini, he, He's a bit of a loose cannon. He comes out with whatever he feels like. He wants to say at times. But the question I've got for you now is because what is is there a bit of a rivalry between QPR and Watford on your side? Because on our side, I, I guess with the younger generation, I don't know whether they tried to force a rivalry with QPR. Is is there
3: anything on the QPR side towards Watford? I think we've all kind of like london uh, uh, london clubs have all merged into one haven't we it's all been a bit kind of like we're all we're all we've, we've all flirted with the premier league and not managed to stay there so we're all kind of like maybe the kids have come along and think the clubs are better than what they are if they get beat they get the raven hump and They're thinking, oh, whereas in the 80s i mean I we've gone to your place we have to walk through a vegetable patch for god's sake i'm old um and i guess the rivalry has always been there to a certain degree it's not listen it's not chelsea and for us it's, yeah. we're not looking for you guys that, that's a fact um, but yeah it's always nice to be. Yeah, I think there was a wee bit of fisticuffs we won the league um, a few seasons back that that had a nasty atmosphere all day about it um, was that last that, game of the season Tommy Smith yeah. scored didn't it no no it wasn't last game the last game was against Leeds it's where we won the league uh, Tommy Smith and Adele scored yeah
0: yeah I remember um,
3: that, yeah. and it, it got a bit it got silly really silly outside but you know well that was because we were doing well we were going up and you were mid-table but the same thing with Sheffield Wednesday um and no doubt if it was reversed maybe our lot would do the same but that had a bit of an eggy feel to it and I guess listen there's always that isn't it? it's that London overspill it's that kind of but no we don't we don't. We like to beat you but then we at the moment we should just be grateful to beat anyone you know I'm, I'm quite happy to say that but yeah I mean I don't like Watford never have um and, you know I want to stuff you but you know, I'll save that for the it home
1: seems, game. I'm sure there'll be plenty of QPR fans in the home ends, like there normally is at Vickery Road. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't help, does it?
3: Well, you see, the thing is, <laughs> it's it's it happens at Reddit as well. There's there's certain grounds you just know it's going to happen with, and you're like, why don't you just give us a bigger allocation? You know, I, I, and that stops the nonsense. You know, is that just clubs being petty because we couldn't give you so much, you're only going to give us so much? And then it, it causes a lot grief for people who just want to sit and watch a football game. Suddenly they've got everyone behind them having a tear-up, which nobody needs. Don't mind up the pitch, though. No. That'll be good. You might see that on Saturday, <laughs> actually. I mean, have you got any fiery midfielders we will we'll get in, like, callbacks' mind and, you know, start kicking off and stuff? Or are you quite... Yeah, a we've got really good
1: youngsters. Really good youngster at the moment, um, called Jake Livermore. Got to look out for him.
3: Yeah, yeah, I know Jake. Yeah, it'd be yeah, yeah he'll be, yeah, yeah. So I mean, God, yellow cards could be flying, couldn't they? Yeah, it could be that sort of game. But thank God, like you don't play not in yellow like Oxford, because I could give his nightmares. can you Imagine that, like, whose great idea was that? I know. Let's play the last game against the team in yellow. And if we get battered, it won't mentally traumatise us at all. It'll be fine. So if you could wear that horrible third kit on Saturday, I'd be brilliant. <laughs> we a sky blue kit like that once as well. They're horrible, aren't they? But then, man, I'm just too old to wear kits. I'm too fat. Give me the old-fashioned 70s one any day of the week.
2: Right, we're gonna ask every guest this. We've um, oh, we've all given ours, we'll go to more general predictions. Who, which three teams are getting promoted and which three are getting relegated?
3: Do you know? I think I just heard
2: someone
0: call me. Comment. <laughs> yeah. I think is that
3: someone, Is that someone at the door? No, okay. Um, no, I, listen, promotion. I mean, take like I said, earlier on, and take your pick from at least 12 of them. Do you know what I mean? It's that this league is going to be insane. I mean, as long as leagues don't get anywhere near the playoffs, I'll be quite happy. Do you know what I mean? Because the, they they're annoying, aren't they? They're just mm. they exist to annoy. They don't exist <laughs> for any other reason. they just annoy. So I'd like to see them fail. Um, I think Sheffield Wednesday could be in trouble. Yeah. Um, what they did to Downward was an absolute disgrace, and they deserve relegation for that. Um, so like, Rotherham might 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 surprise a few, but probably got to be favoured Neil Warner that could go anyway he could get in the playoffs or they could could absolutely end up getting really good who knows Um, us we're going to win it by about 30 points by Christmas and then go easy on everyone else and probably ease ourselves in the playoffs just to give a chance Um, I'm not talking about us I refuse to duck where we're going to finish because I don't know and it scares me but yeah it's just waiting to have those three teams be interesting to see how Coventry kick off last season as well but it's a mad league it really is I've got no idea and I'll be absolutely honest. I know you're supposed to come on here and I'm talking about all the players that these have signed, and Stokes and the Bermans in this world and say, well, they have done well. But it's going to be an absolute bomb fight and it's it's going to be an incredible league if it all kicks off well. And the bottom bit is just going to be, it could be a high number of points to get you really good as well.
1: going to be an interesting um 23-24 season in the sky bet championship honestly i haven't seen a league like this this strong for a very long time um two sides with parachute payments still as in watford and uh, norwich didn't go up the three teams that came down as well um and then you got the like you say teams that are building a good squad after a poor period in like Stoke City, Birmingham City. Um I think West Brom are going to be making a few decent signings. They've got well. a lot of money. And, yeah, it's which under McKenna fantastic. Um so I think it's going to be a really difficult season but um, um Paul thank you so much for joining us tonight. Are you heading to the game on on Saturday?
3: Yeah, I go home and away because quite frankly I've got nothing else to do in my life. Um, so going to QPR is my one way of sitting there and punching myself in the face in a weekly occurrence I wonder what I'm doing in my life I reckon that's what they did back in the old days before they crucified God oh God you haven't got any Christians I don't know have you anyway, <laughs> no um yes I'll be there Saturday Um, and I'll, you you'll, you'll be able to see me I'll be wearing blue and white hoops with my hands over my face but listen it'll be nice if it's just everyone just loves each other your team don't turn up and I'll take a 0-0 draw with no shots Yeah, well,
1: I hope you have a good day anyway, Paul. Um, I'm sure we'll be looking out for you with your hands over your face and your blue and white shirt. Um, But, yeah, thank you for joining us tonight. It's been a pleasure speaking to you. Uh, I've actually found a QPR fan with a sense of humour as well. I didn't think I'd, I'd find one of those. Uh, so yeah, <laughs> Let me know when you very do. very much. And <laughs> if, if you like this video, everyone, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button, and Mike will be back Sunday to give a review to the QPR game. Um, he hasn't messed around. He's <laughs> off. Uh, shut He's up. Useless. He's left sure? the building. He didn't like me saying that I found someone with a sense of humour being a QPR fan, Jesus. Um, but, yeah, no, thank you, Paul, for joining us. It was fantastic having Ooh. you on. Uh, what what a guy. What, what, a, what a legend. Um, I think we might have to maybe edit some things out, especially about Christ and all that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, um, just before we wrap it up, score predictions, guys, um, for Saturday. Mike? I I don't know. I, I'm I'm like you,
0: Ben, like they just got hammered by Oxford, but all I can see is a one 0 QPR win. They're, they're, I, I was saying to Bet before we recorded, actually, I says QPR, I've got a knack at winning at Vicarage Road. Like that that's that's all they seem to do. But let's start the season positive. I'm gonna go 2 0, Watford win. I think Tom Ince is gonna score. I don't know, I don't think he'll start, but he'll come off the bench. And I think Mateus Martins will score.
1: So 2-0, Inch and Martins. Um, Scott Michael said 3-0. I'm hoping that's Watford, Scott. If not, he'll be joining <laughs> um, Paul in at QPR away end. Um, Cameron, score prediction?
2: I can't get that 1-0 QPR out of my head. But, yeah, let's be positive. I, I think we'll edge it 2-1. I think, I think Martins will score. And I'm going to go
1: with Bio to score as well. Uh, Jess has gone 2-0 Watford with Esprea and Martin's to score. So a few people have saying Martins lately. Um I think someone said the other day that Martin's to be top goal scorer, was it Joe? Um potentially you
0: know, some wild shouts from our twigs. Like Birmingham
1: to get promoted.
0: No, but even listen, I'm not helping myself here because. That Paul said that Birmingham are in with a shout, but he also said a lot of other things, which is really crazy. But um, no, some people have said some mad things. I saw someone said Sema as top goal scorer.
1: Yeah, so, we've had some polls us, claims, haven't we, when we put the tweet out on um, Twitter. Loads of people interacted in that, so thank you everyone for getting involved in that. It's, it's great to get you guys all involved, and we'll look to t- two more things like that during the season. Um, I can't get 1-0 QPR out of my head either. I just I think it's written all over it. and I, I am slightly concerned that we haven't got more signings in for this first game of the season. I don't think we've got that threat going forward, really. Um, I know we've signed Reese Healy, but... From the games that Watford have announced their the match reports, he hasn't started one of them. Um, he might have started against Peterborough, but they've kept that under wraps. So I don't know whether he'll start, and it will go with Bio. And I don't know. I, I'm not sure we've got the firepower for this weekend. So if I'm if I'm going to be positive, I'll go for a one nil Watford win, and it'll be a Ryan Porteous header from a corner. Um, so yeah. Hopefully, and a clean sheet for club captain Daniel Batman. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up there. If you like that video, hit that like button. Um, as I said earlier, Mike will be back Sunday to do a review of the um, QPR game with um, Cam and Katie. Um, so stay safe, everyone, and come on, you horns.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.